Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Smells Like Business, where you can learn more about the current and future state of cannabis, CBD, and hemp in Europe. Every episode, we talk to different cannabis experts and entrepreneurs, making it easier for you to understand the cannabis industry. I'm your host, Tom, and today we have Lucas Hurt joining us on the show. Lucas is a chief publisher at both magazine Canopy and cannabis therapy magazine in Czechia, and he's also the manager at Czech Hemp. So if there's anyone who knows what's going on with cannabis, both medically and recreationally, as well as hemp and CBD in Czechia, well, I think it's safe to say it's this guy. Lucas shares how he got into the world of weed and the historical and cultural relationship Czechia has with cannabis. He also explains what the current situation looks like and how everything is not moving forward quite as smoothly as it may seem from the outside. Apart from perhaps Germany, Czechia is the only other country making big bold claims about cannabis legalization here in Europe. But as Lucas will shortly explain, it's not quite as simple as that and there's still some work to be done in the country. Before I give away too much, how about we just learn from the man himself? So please do enjoy. Hi, Lucas. Welcome to the Smells Like Business show. How are you doing today? Hello, Tom. I'm doing quite busy for the past few weeks because of the cannabis developments in our country, which we will discuss during the show, I suppose. Yes, well, check here. There's a lot, a lot going on. And I, I know that the most recent development is actually a bit of a negative one with the Czech government wanting to ban CBD and other cannabinoids in foods which we'll get on to shortly, because I know you're working on that at the moment. But maybe you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you got into the cannabis space. Of course, it's a pleasure. So I'm 38 years old, and I'm living all my life in Czech Republic, but I spent six years in Ireland working in a hotel when I was younger, and I was traveling a lot around the world. I visited New Zealand for three beautiful months, so uh, I've been back in the Czech Republic for about 12 years now. And since I came back and settled down as a translator, because my original education is English philology, so that's basically uh, what can you do with English translate or interpret. So I picked up translating. And I'm a cannabis user since I was 17. Because when I was young, with my friends, we were using a lot of alcohol and cannabis as well. And after a few years, I, I found out that the cannabis is actually destroying my health, while cannabis was kind of helping me to get through some hardships in life. And naturally, as I got older, I realized I'm using it more and more like for medical purposes as well. And you know, now when I'm like nearly 40 years old, I basically use it mostly medically. I'm like official registered patient in the Czech medical system and I'm receiving 30 grams per month uh, for my problems with stomach and uh, it's called gastritis. It's like pains and a lot of pressure in your stomach. Cannabis helps with this greatly, much better than any pills. So I have this experience from like inside the system, but uh, I'm also a publisher and editor-in-chief of Magazine Konopi, which is currently the only printed magazine about cannabis in the Czech Republic. And in that, we focus mainly on uh, issues related to health. And we try to interconnect the two groups, the patients and the doctors and the healthcare professionals, and to you know make cannabis available to anybody who may benefit from it. But also we support strongly the recreational legalization as well, or as we call it regulation, because the word legalization has a kind of pejorative meaning in today's society. So we prefer to use the word regulation or smart regulation and decriminalization. So that's what we are working on now the most because of the plan of the national uh, drug coordinator, Indrich Vobořil, who wants to have the cannabis legalized or regulated in the Czech Republic next year. So... Basically, we will be the first larger country to introduce such 
laws and such measures. So fingers crossed it will happen, but there are still so many questions in there that we will surely dive into that later. Yeah, shortly. So it sounds like your personal story with cannabis started at quite a young age, and then it got intertwined now with your professional story. And how long have you been working with magazine Canopia? Well, uh, actually, I started to work as a translator some 12 years back, as I said, when I moved back to the Czech Republic. And I was meeting some patients who were like very sick and some terminal patients and who were benefiting greatly from cannabis. And we found out that there are no studies or articles in Czech about, about this issue. So I started to translate some interesting articles just for me. And then I found out there is a magazine called Legalizace, which is published by my good friend and, and business partner, Robert Weverka. And first years, I started to work as a writer, like occasional writer or translator. Throughout the years, we just realized that the issue of the possible cannabis treatments is so broad that uh, we decided to create a new magazine, Konopi, which was basically uh, mostly about health issues, because legalization was also about other psychedelic drugs. It was not only cannabis, and it was also lots of culture there and politics. So we wanted to have the magazine to be solely focused on the medical aspects. But three years back, my colleague Robert Weberka, he was uh, actually accused of spreading the so-called toxicomania with the magazine Legalizace, and uh, he got sentenced to uh, 10,000 euro fine just three months back. So it took three years before the trial was over, and this basically ruined the magazine. So police and the justice system, they hate cannabis passionately, even nowadays. So they basically sentenced my business partner, my good friend Robert, who was the sole publisher of this magazine, Legalizace, just for writing about cannabis, for having advertisements about cannabis and for giving away seeds which could contain THC if they were grown. But uh, all these items are totally legal in the Czech Republic. But the judges and the police, they just created like a circle. If you have it in all in one place and no matter it's a magazine about cannabis, you are like fulfilling all these criteria yeah, to spread the toxicomania. This trial, it happened in Ostrava and this is the very east of the country. And we are nearly sure that if this was happening in Prague, the judges in Prague would probably throw it away because it's attacking the freedom of speech, the freedom for information, basic human rights. So we are pretty sure that the police and the justice system, they they did it in a way that the trial could happen in very, very like a remote part of the country. And it's close to Polish and Slovakian borders. And as you know, the Slovakians and Polish are very conservative about anything related to cannabis. And so this part of the Czech Republic is probably the most conservative about cannabis as well. So even the police and even the judges are very conservative. So we are nearly sure that if this trial was happening in Prague, uh, the judges would throw it out. But he will be he will be appealing to the highest courts in the country, to the Supreme okay. Court and the Constitutional Court if need be, and maybe this even European Court of Justice if need be. That's crazy that it was done in Ostrava. And it's interesting because Czechia is quite a small country, but it still varies quite a lot from, I guess, province to province in the sort of attitude and the stigma towards cannabis. It sounds like there's also quite a lot of legal autonomy between the states or provinces. I'm not sure what you call it. That's the strange thing because the legal system should be the same in the whole country. There are no, no regional differences. There shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's super interesting. Because I actually, I lived in Poland for three years between 2010 and 2012. And I lived in Amsterdam before that. So I was living in like the most lenient country towards cannabis to one of the strictest. You know, at the time, I think you could theoretically go to prison with, with one joint in Poland. And I know they still have quite a strict attitude and policies in regards to, to cannabis. And I know when I was living in Poland, it was kind of common knowledge that Czech Republic was kind of the, the liberal country in the East when it came to attitudes towards cannabis. And a lot of my friends would go to Czech Republic from Poland. 
instead of going to Amsterdam in Eastern Europe, you'd go to Prague, right? What is the sort of historical relationship with cannabis that Czechia has? And and why has it had quite a liberal attitude towards cannabis and, and other drugs, especially compared to other Eastern European countries? I think there are two big aspects playing the major role in this. The first one is the communism, which was here for more than 40 years. People who wanted to live under the communism and they didn't want to do anything with it. You live in your house, in your small cottage, and you don't care what's happening around you. So, yeah, you don't mind if if your neighbor is drinking or if he's growing few plants in the backyard. And this kind of stereotype remained in people even after the Velvet Revolution. And the second really important thing, which is complementing the, the first one, is that Czech Republic, contrary to Poland, contrary to Slovakia, we are uh, very atheistic. Polish and, and, and Slovakians, they are very religious, they are Catholics, and the Catholics, they just hate cannabis. So it all comes down to this, and the generally, the most of the general public, it doesn't matter if you are a doctor or a lawyer, or if you are just an ordinary guy who works in the garden or something, cannabis is just part of the Czech culture. So very level-headed, and like you said, maybe this more atheistic perspective has really helped. Great. So, I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about Czechia's more recent developments with cannabis reform. So maybe you could run through just very quickly the timeline and, and how these recent developments all came to be. Where did it all start? Okay, so first we legalized medical cannabis in 2013. So we were one of the first countries in Europe to legalize medical cannabis. From the beginning, the idea behind it was to allow uh, many uh, domestic growers to grow medical cannabis and export it to Europe and other countries. But the ministerial, uh, like state officials, uh, the health ministry and the ministers of health, they didn't want to touch this, this issue too much. So it took some eight years or seven years before we actually allowed more than one domestic grower, and then before we actually allowed the export of medical cannabis abroad. So it's shameful that uh, we didn't allow it in 2013 because that could really make us a leader in Europe. But that's how politics work. And the people in the ministries, the state officials, they are usually very conservative as well, simply because they come from the pharmaceutical businesses and stuff like that. And cannabis is not their friend there either. But there was one really good thing which happened in 2020. And that was when the medical cannabis was started to be covered 90% from the public health insurance. So it made the product much cheaper for patients. And since then, the number of patients is growing rapidly. But still, it's nothing compared to countries like Germany or Canada or Israel, because we have a huge problem with doctors. We have like 40,000 doctors in the Czech Republic. But 10 years after legalization, there are only 200 of them actively prescribing medical cannabis. So that's one of the reasons why I actually established the magazine Canopy because I wanted to encourage more doctors to get involved and to start prescribing as well. But it's basically a few very open-minded doctors who are prescribing to most of the nation. The situation is slowly improving because you know there are more and more younger doctors who are more open-minded, but most of the older generation doctors still have very big reservations towards cannabis. And actually, I've heard this issue in a lot of different European countries. So I think medical cannabis is is actually available to most Europeans, but doctors are just not willing to prescribe it. It's not part of their, you know, education either. A lot of doctors don't even know what the endocannabinoid system is. So it's incredibly frustrating. And I even think some doctors want to learn more about it, but then don't have the opportunities to, and others are unfortunately just reserved. So that's the sort of situation with a medical cannabis, right? Yeah, so currently, regarding the regulation use of cannabis, the Czech Republic is pretty liberal because uh, in 2010, we actually introduced a decree which allowed possession of up to 10 grams of dry herb or one gram of pure THC and growing up to five plants at home per person. 
decriminalized. It means that it was only offense and you could be fine with like 500 euro. But the, the catch, the catch in this is that the whole time the police and the judges, they just look at this in a way that you can grow the five plants up to five plants. But once you pick and harvest only one branch, And with like three grams or something, once you just pick it up and start drying it, you are not growing cannabis anymore, but you are producing a drug called marijuana. And this doesn't apply to the decree. So there is a huge difference. If you have like four or five plants and the police come to your house and you have it, you have them in the garden, you just get 500 euro fine and you are okay. N- nothing else happens. But if you actually pick a few branches and you put them in your attic and the police find them, they might start saying, okay, so you were going to dry the whole five plants and you have this amount here and the whole amount of these five plants would be like five kilograms because they are always totally exaggerating to sentence people to get them in prison for as long as they can because they have probably more points in, in their uh, evaluations. So this is totally crazy. It looks liberal if you look from abroad, from international yeah. point of view. But if you go deep into it, there are like dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of people in the Czech Republic who are sitting in jails only because they were growing few plants in their backyards and they didn't know the law so precisely. You know how it works. When the police comes there, they just take the whole plant, they just measure measure the THC content from the top butt and then they apply it to the whole weight of the plant with the leaves and stalks and everything and with the stems. So in the end, they just come up with kilos. Yeah, kilos and kilos. And then they count it to a pure THC and they say, if you have more than 100 grams of pure THC, according to their calculations, you are actually committing a crime. So you will go to prison for between five to eight years. Suddenly from just doing a, an offense with a 500 euro fine and nothing else, it's very, very narrow edge and you can get to five to eight years in prison. I mean, I'm not even Czech citizen myself, but it, it angers me. I mean, it just shows how stupid some of these regulations and rules are. Like if you're going to actually try and, you know, push legislation forward, but then it still allows certain people with power, like the police who have a different agenda, if they're still able to enforce that power and manipulate these legislations, People can get into trouble because they don't actually know they're breaking the law, which makes it even worse. So huge catch-22 there, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you said, most people in the Czech Republic would say, if you ask them, is, is cannabis legal? And they would say, yeah, it's legal to grow five plants. That's one of the things why Indrik Vobodil accepted the job back of the National Drug Coordinator because he agreed or he talked to the Prime Minister, Petr Fiala, about what's happening with the cannabis and that one of his main goals would be to regulate cannabis and, and build it on three pillars. One pillar is allow the home growing. We hope at least five plants and to possess about one kilogram at home for your own personal use and then carry some 30 grams if you go somewhere outside or something like that. So pretty similar to what Germany introduced a few weeks back. The second pillar would be cannabis social clubs, the same as in Germany or similar. And the third pillar, which Mr. Wobotel doesn't want to give up, is the regulated market. But actually, we know that Germany just gave up on it a few weeks ago. So currently, it looks like that the Czech Republic would be the only country in Europe to still pursue the, the model of the regulated market as well. I'm pretty certain if there is no political disaster or something, then the government would fall or something like that. If this doesn't happen, I'm pretty certain or I hope really that we will manage to allowing the home growing and maybe the social clubs in some form because there are so many questions regarding the social clubs. So I think the home growing would be like a no-brainer because I think the European Commission wouldn't object that either and we will find ways how to navigate this through international law. This is like basic human right from my point of view. So I think it should be doable and the indications from the political, cultural and from the politicians and from the experts is that it should be possible. But the cannabis clubs will be much, much more complicated issue and the regulated market, we want to pursue it. But when the Germany gave up 
up on it, you know, how it works in the European Union. I mean, Germany is such a big player, if not the biggest player in the, in the EU. And if, if they give up, I think it's going to be hard for Czechia, right? But still, I think, I hope I'm not saying nothing secret, but I think we will try to, to bring, bring it to the courts, even like European courts. But this is on the prime minister in the end, because he will decide on this. And our current prime minister, he's like a totally pro-European, he's pro-Western, he supports Ukraine in, in the war and everything. So he's like pro-Western totally, and he represents this conservative like approach, but and liberal at the same time. But what is good for us is that he, he doesn't like the over-regulation in the European Union. So when he can find a solution which is good on the national level, although he's like totally pro-Western, he is happy about it. So cannabis issue could be like that uh, he may be willing to get in a small conflict with the EU regarding this, but that's like I'm forecasting too, too much. Many ifs, buts and maybes along the way, of course. But it sounds like you've got the right person in charge. You've got the right prime minister with the right attitude. He's pro-Western, but he's willing to push the envelope a little bit. So, I mean, what now? What does the future hold? What's the next step? How will Czechia move forward now? Yeah, well, the plan, which is totally public, Jindřich Obořil doesn't make any secrets about it, is, is to introduce a law uh, next year. So it needs to pass both legislative chambers in the Czech Republic. So they need to pass it both. And then the president needs to sign it. But we have a new president and he already said he is pro-legalization as well, pro-regulation. I actually met him in person two years at Canafest, the largest cannabis trade show in Middle Europe. And he was there visiting me with his family and he took a lot of magazines home. So I, I believe that he's sincere about his pro-cannabis stance. Basically, this all looks good. But first, you know how it works. There will be some draft of the law, which will be created by Bobotil and the group of experts, which is working already for many months. And I'm a member of a few subgroups, which are helping the main group because it's a really complex issue. And then it goes through some readings in parliament and uh, all the MPs will have their say. So, you know, you put some proposal in. But then you are not sure what will come out in the end, just before the vote is cast. So in the end, there may be some additions which we don't like. And you can add one word here and you can take out a few words there and then you completely change the meaning of the whole thing. So this will be a long and tedious process and, and, and a battle. I wanted to say a battle, like lobbyistic battle. So cannabis yeah. sector now needs to unite in the Czech Republic. And we need to find a way to communicate with politicians and to persuade them that the people want it because all the politicians are populist in their heads. I don't mean it like pejoratively, but you know they want to be popular with people. So you need to explain to them there is lots of business in it. And it's green business, it's local business, it's sustainability. So that's why actually two months ago, I took another job in the Czech Hem Cluster, which is the cluster organization in the Czech Republic, which is comprising all the relevant players in the cannabis field in the Czech Republic. And we are trying to communicate with the government. And that's actually why I was just interrupted by the call from Czech Vice Prime Minister. He's the Minister for General Development, who is just going to meet the Prime Minister and they are going to discuss the ban of CBD in foods. Actually, just to give our listeners a bit of a picture, we were meant to have our call initially last Wednesday, but you had to go to Prague to protest, I believe, against... No, 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 uh, it wasn't a prot protest. It was actually a meeting where... Okay. It was like a congress, small open congress, where most of the hemp producers and CBD producers and sellers who are working in the cannabis field for more than 10 years in the Czech Republic, they gathered there and we tried to like heal the wounds between some members who have some problems with each other and try to unite and try to speak with uh, like single voice with the government. And we also invited the people from the agriculture ministry because they, three weeks ago, some three or four weeks ago, they introduced news that they will ban CBD in foods without further explaining. And they, they just said it's because what European Union Novel Food Catalog says. 
So they say that all the CBD products are novel food because there is no proof that they were used before 1997. I don't want to go into this like huge legislative loads of talks and stuff like that. But basically, very, very simply, we say, and we are supported by AHA, which is European Association of Industrial Hemp, we say that the traditional extracts were used and phytocannabinoids, not only CBD, but all phytocannabinoids, very, very used in Czech Republic and all around Europe for hundreds of years because people are consuming hemp seed a lot. And at these times, you were not able to separate the seed from the flower. So we are sure that these people, our ancestors, were using these hemp seed foods But they were consuming loads of phytocannabinoids there as well because there was CBD, there was THC there. And, you know, of course, there is no clear proof because the phytocannabinoids as such were discovered in 1940s. So, but also these, I don't know, like hemp seed porridge. It was very famous traditional Czech food. They were eating these and it was not only helping them to, you know, have like a good digestive system and stuff like that. It was not only nutritional food, but it actually had some anticonsolvent effect. So it was helping against epilepsy. This is like in many, many literature. So we have gathered this primary evidence, this literature from 17th century, 16th century, from all around Europe, that these effects were there. And of course, as everybody knows, hemp seed is a great superfood, but it doesn't have any an anti-epileptic effect. So this is the, the proof that these seeds, uh, hemp seed foods, which were used before 1997 and they were used for centuries here, they actually contain cannabinoids. So this whole argument of the novel food catalog, that CBD is a novel food and other cannabinoids as well, and they were not consumed before 1997, it's like it's total nonsense. And we are actually dis disapproving it. And this is again the catch-22 when you fight the state officials because we actually had the two long presentations with many evidence and we were trying to explain it with examples like this is isolate. When you isolate CBD and you have like 99%, this is novel food. We don't we don't argue about that. But if yeah. traditional, traditional extract done by ethanol extraction or some oil extraction, which has been done here for centuries, this is like traditional food of many thousands and millions of Europeans. So it's really obvious. But the state officials, they're just repeating the same. And the funny thing is that the Czech state officials, they are still saying, we need to do this because the European says we have to do this but the novel food catalog is only recommendation so they are lying on many levels and we are actually fighting against it with the logical arguments and with the truth i really hope they will back off of this plan because it's really stupid and it will only harm the czech republic and the hemp sector as well and the trend is obvious we are moving towards the full legalization so I was just uh, doing interview for some Polish newspaper last week and I was saying, you know, we can be fools around the world because it may end up that we will prohibit CBD and, and at the same time we will regulate THC. By what you're saying, it sounds like it could literally happen. I mean, and what a contradiction that would be. Like you said, from an international perspective, it looks like Czech is really moving forward. You've got these three pillars and, you know, you're really fighting for it. But internally, it's not all roses and tulips, as they say. Huh? There's still a bit of turmoil. There's still some yeah, internal battles being fought. There are still politicians that have this old mentality or have their own personal agendas, which is obviously having, unfortunately, a bit of an impact on the whole country. But just to wrap up this episode, I mean, you do feel the future is bright. The general public do want to move forward with legalization. And you do feel it will happen in some shape or form in the near future. Definitely, we will we will work uh, hard for it, and uh, I think, well, to put it like this, if it doesn't happen uh, this term, and there will be uh, general elections in two years, then I think the opposition will win because of the economic situation, which is not great. So the opposition are not very fond of cannabis, so we actually need to be fast and do it next year. Otherwise, there won't be another chance for many many years. If you want to be leaders in this in Europe, we really need to do this uh, next year, and that's why we are working so hard on it. 
Okay, so these next two years are going to be very telling. It's sort of a bit of a, a window of opportunity. So Lucas, you've got your work cut out for you. Uh, great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and uh, share your, your wisdom of knowledge. So thanks for sharing that with uh, the rest of us here in Europe. It was my pleasure, Tom, and thank you for inviting me. So that was Lucas Hurt, who I just want to thank for coming on the show and bringing us all up to date with everything that's going on in Czechia in regards to cannabis, CBD, and hemp. If you want to learn more, you can check out the Cannabis Therapy Magazine website at cannathemag.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-T-H-E-M-A-G.com. You can also find Lucas Hurt on LinkedIn. That's L-U-K-A-S. H-U-R-T. If you like what you hear, you can also subscribe to this podcast and check out our website at smellslikebusiness.com. I've been your host, Tom. Have a green day. Business.